of that. Is it? Okay. Well, I've never... <laughs> apparently, apparently we're live, Max. <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> but yeah, I've heard subs, I've heard hoagies, but never have I walked into a sandwich shop and then been like, I'll take one Italian grinder, please. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the only grinder that I'm familiar with in any way is like is, is the a salt app. grinder right oh the app yeah the yeah, app, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like other than, other like than a pepper like an grinder. grinder yeah oh I mean, yeah also... like an actual thing that grinds oh there's a, there's oh, no, a picture of, there's a shirtless picture of me down there look at that <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, oh it's, it's switched no so um we're already in the thick of things before we get started i just wanted to announce the winner of our Twitter raffle, which is Dino Martinez, message me and we'll get you hooked up. Um, I'm Belle Pancakes, and joining me tonight on the stack, I have handsome, handsome Max Zero. Ah, that's me. Um, that's you. That is me. Super, super handsome Max Zero. Hello, everyone can... in the chat. Thank you. See, we were talking about sandwiches before we yeah, started. What's chat? What's everyone's favorite sandwich? And we were talking about it because my sister gifted a sub to my mom. <laughs> so thanks, Carla. And thanks, mom, for watching. <laughs> my family supports me. Um, but most recently, you can find Max in Camp Leapfrog. I know that you're doing Wrestler's Lab. And then on October 15th on IWTV as part of the Paradigm 4th Anniversary Doubleheader, um, you will be taking on Derek Neal in a UWSI rules match. Yes, we're gonna punch each other real good. Right. Um. Oh I mean, God. I am looking forward to that. It's gonna be great. Um, Derek Neal, friend of the Bald Monkeys, so definitely wanted to have Max on. So welcome, Max. I'm gonna punch him real good. I'm sorry about your friend. <laughs> I apologize in advance. I didn't know. You were acquaintances, but it's, well, it's not going to stop me from punching him. No, I mean, to be fair, I'm, I guess, a little bit of like a psychopath because um, I love, I love watching professional wrestling. I love um, all kinds of matches, death matches. I do like the UWFI rules match. And for me anyway, wrestling is more fun when it's people that I'm familiar with and acquainted with in some way. So um, to watch um, a guest of mine, who is somebody I would consider kind of an acquaintance because we go back and forth on Twitter and spaces, what have you. And now I'm forcing you to hang out with me for like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, to beat up another acquaintance of mine that I've met from the Twitter wrestling world. Um, I'm just going to enjoy it that much more. Um, for as much as I like watching strangers beat the shit out of each other, I also like watching people that I know beat the shit out of each other that much more. Yes. So I'm looking forward to to watching that match. Um, I, good I, luck. I, I personally like fighting people I know. Like, I don't know, I don't want to beat up some random stranger. Like, I have personal beef with most people I know. Like, I don't want to beat up some random dude who's done nothing wrong to me. Like, Pancakes never does the dishes. Like, I have a reason to forearm him into oblivion. But, like, Chad Chadson over in Connecticut, I have no beef with him. 
Unless he calls his sandwiches grinders. Uh, unless unless he does something. like he, He's going to have to make a real bad first impression for me to want to fight him. It's going to be real aggressively bad. Aggressively bad? Oh, yeah. So, um, since we started off talking about sandwiches, uh, what's your favorite sandwich? Oh, I'm hard. curious. We're starting off with the hard questions. Well, I thought we would ease me into it, and then we'd get to the rough and tough questions. Um... I don't know. I'm a big, I'm like everyone's worst, like office mate because like, I like tuna sandwiches. Like I really do. Like I really like the salads. Mm. So like I'm always everyone's least favorite person in the office because like my diet is like hard boiled eggs and like tuna. And it's just like, no, and everyone's just having a terrible time. It's awful, <laughs> including me. Mm-hmm. I understand everyone. I was going to say, at least you know and you yes. recognize this. It would be I, worse I if you were oblivious. I know, but I like it. You can like what you want to like. I I'm know, not going to judge or shame you for that. I, know, right? <laughs> I, don't co- I don't complain when you guys bring Chipotle in like every three weeks. Like, I don't complain about that. But you guys got to complain about my tuna? I mean maybe try eating away from others i i do <laughs> i have my own little office Ooh, you have your right. own office it's not it's not as special as you as that ooh made it sound i don't have my own office so <laughs> much fancy all right so what was a young max zero like like what were you like as a uh, um, I'm sorry. What age bracket? I you cut out for a second. Oh no, I'm sorry. Like as a child, like at you know, finish or whatever. I don't know. I was I was always kind of a dork, which makes sense because I'm doing wrestling now. We we are a sport of dorks, and if anyone tells you otherwise, just tell them to be quiet. <laughs> like every everyone in wrestling, from top to bottom, are lovely, lovely dorks. And I love all of them. But yeah, like I didn't I didn't do much as a kid. We are all dorks. Um, um no, like I just I was an av- I was just an average kid. I grew up in the country. Like the only real notable thing is the first job I ever had, I was shoeing horses when I was like eight. Like I've, huh. I've always like I've always been big. Which, if anyone in the chat has that question, because I always get it whenever I meet people, I'm a lot bigger than you think I am. I, I don't know what about my personality or, like, my demeanor, like, but every time I meet people in public, they're always like, either A, he's handsomer in person, or B, I didn't think you were that tall. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I've always, I'm always big. Um, Out. Oh, I'm sorry. How tall are you? I'm six four. Really? You are yeah. tall. See, this is the this is the reaction. There <laughs> <Here> we go. <laughs> I was like, oh, like oh. I expected, like I expected, like this good six foot, but no, six I'm four. I'm fairly tall. I think my favorite reaction from that was a, uh, I was in a scramble at Leapfrog, and. Max is super tall, um, and it was uh, it was the scramble at Love Frog that was me, Dan. I'm gonna get all their names. It's me, Dan, Twitch, 
CC Boost, Hot Dog Starks, and I'm forgetting someone. And, or maybe it was just a five-person scramble. Maybe, I don't know. But I stood next to Dan, and we did like a stare down. And the only thing I saw on Twitter afterwards was, wow, man, I didn't realize Max was tall. And I was like, <laughs> I dove over the top rope in that match. Can someone please talk about the cool moves I do occasionally? <laughs> Just every now and then. Oh, um, yes. Like, not as important as being tall. No. No. People are like, you're pretty. And then they're like, oh, you're also tall. And then somewhere <laughs> way down the line, a descriptor comes and you can also wrestle. Um, but, uh, no, like middle school, I didn't have any eventful middle school stuff, like high school. I did, I played football for all four years. I did drama club for two of those years and I did amateur wrestling for two of those years as well. Nice. That, I mean, kind of makes sense. Like wrestling and drama seem to go hand in hand. Yeah, but, like, I just kind of hung out. Like, I did nerd stuff. Like, my whole life I've done nerd stuff. Like, I don't know if you can see the little... My background's literally a D&D thing on my computer. Um, I have little Warhammer 40k guys over here. I don't know if they're showing up at all. But, yeah, like, I'm just a giant nerd, so... Tall and pretty than Haven Max was stable. But, yeah, so I just did all that. I did drama club for a while, and then I got talked into doing amateur wrestling and that took me all the way through college because I was I did amateur wrestling from junior year, senior year and then I was good enough that I got uh my brain could work it's only 10 it's only 10 o'clock why is my brain not working I got uh I got scholarships to go wrestle in college so you didn't start wrestling in high school until you were a junior? Yeah. And like you had no wrestling background prior to that? Nope. And you just then were like so awesome that you got scholarships to go to college yeah. for it? I didn't I didn't start on my team until two thirds of the way of the season between in my junior year. And then I started all my senior year. And then mm. I got looks from colleges. And that's it's all stories from there. And then I, I was 220 back then, which is a magical weight I wish I was back at. But yeah. Huh. Because, like, it's interesting, I guess, to me. I was, when I was in high school many, many years ago, I was, like, um, a wrestling staff for our team. Oh, we have a cat. Yes. Just one Hello. tonight? Uh, it looks like just one. Uh, I don't know um. where the rest of them are. Yeah, this What's is the Gar- son's name? This is Garrus. Cats are welcome here. Yes, hopefully, because he sees I'm sitting here, and he's just like, you're not paying attention to me, so. Cat okay, response. Around. Anyone who's ever Pure Tuesdays, when me and Mikowski and the guy stream, like, they'll know I am usually swarmed with these guys. You have, like, an army of cats. I do. I have four cats. <laughs> So, you have four cats, and this one is Garrus? This is Garrus. So, what are the names of your other cats? Uh, this is Garrus. I have one that's name is Knight, and I have one that's name is Cole. 
And one's name is Gunner, but I call her Baby because she's the smallest out of all of them. That's precious. I hope we get to see all of them by the end of the night. I doubt it. Cole, Cole's like a Cole's a loner. Baby's somewhere, and it looks like night is sleeping over there. No. We'll wake them all up, gather them over, tell them that they need to be on the stack for cute clout. Yes. I don't even know where. Oh, there. She's like all the way back there. Yeah, I can already tell that this is going to go way off the rails. So my oh, apologies yes. in advance. <laughs> but, um, so you only wrestled, like, where I'm from, like, people start wrestling when they're like five yeah. in like <laughs> AAU. Like six. Yeah. And then they just wrestle until they finish high school or they hurt themselves at some point in the middle and can't do it anymore. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, you I, just late in the game and were apparently just awesome enough to, yeah, to go. Just, like, that's cool. I just rocked it. Um, I actually uh, upset because I, it was weird because we had two heavyweights. We had two 220s and we didn't have a heavyweight because, well, we did have a heavyweight, but he was terrible. Um, <laughs> So what we would do is me and the other heavyweight would, me and the other, sorry, 220 would switch off who did heavyweight. And the usual way it went was, um, for those, for people who don't know amateur wrestling, it's a lot of like hedging your bets. Um, because like, they'll like, they'll just throw people in if it's like, hey, we think you have a better chance. Like, I know you're 145 but you have a better chance of tech falling the 165 than our 165. So we're going to bump you up and throw our 145 match so we can get a tech fall. Uh, so we would do that at heavyweight and 220 all the time. But instead of it being like, hey, Max, we need you to tech, what we would do is we would throw me against whoever the better person was. And then our other 220 against whoever the worst person was. Because they knew I would at least, I was better than he was. So what they would do is they would throw me to the wolves because they knew I wasn't going to get pinned and they knew I could probably pin them. And then the other guy would get the worst guy because they knew he would get pinned if he went up against someone better. So like, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was like my entire senior year was just waiting to like the last possible second to hear if I'm wrestling 220 or if I'm giving up 60 pounds. <laughs> like yeah that's really how it works a lot of the time yes. is it was kind great. of shuffling people around to make the better matchup or to get the more points really it's it was great because like i was wrestling heavyweight most of the time but i had to maintain 220 so it's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> like I could just gain weight and they're like no no you stay tiny <laughs> I was like Fine. and then I wrestled heavyweight in college because there's no 220 in college college so, wrestling weight classes make no sense <laughs> I was going to ask like what like <laughs> how last... your amateur career like prepared you for your professional career um it did mainly because like I picked up a lot of the fundamentals very quick. Like I kind of got powered through the system at the Wrestle Factory. Like 
a lot of people i'm gonna put you down because you seem to want to leave um a lot of people who trained at the wrestle factory were there for like a year or two or like before they ever got like a gimmick or something and i was there for maybe eight months i i don't know why like honestly i didn't want to be powered through as fast but like it really felt like i got rushed through it but like i felt like a lot of the amateur stuff prepared me to get ready for like what wrestling is like it, like i got through grapples very fast like i don't do grappling a lot of my matches now but i mostly just throw people but uh i i can hold my own in a grapple like it got, it got me prepared to learn all those styles that we did at the factory so you trained at wrestle factory yes. what made you decide to pursue like how did you what made you decide to go from doing your amateur wrestling to doing professional wrestling like what was that like like that push or or how did you get there um ma mainly it was like i didn't get into i'm a wrestling baby and I, I say this all the time. I'm a wrestling baby. Like, I didn't get into wrestling until, like, 2012? Like, 2000, like, what, what year was Punk Cena at Money in the Bank? I don't know. I also don't know. Um, so. <laughs> like, I've been watching wrestling off and on my whole life. So. Shut up. To know yeah. when a specific match happened, I could not tell you. Um, but yeah, I didn't get into wrestling. 2011. Like lot, uh, much like my amateur wrestling career, 2011. Um, much like my amateur wrestling career, I got in super late. <laughs> and then just, like, I got hooked on that one show. And then I watched pretty much all from there. Like, I, I watched WWE. I was one of those fans who, like, didn't really look at anything outside of WWE. It wasn't until I started training did I really start watching like New Japan, which is pretty much all I watch right now because I'm insufferable, and like AEW and like Noah and all those things. But I, it was mostly just because like I liked being physically active and I'd done four years of being physically active and I was like leaving college and it's just like, well, I need something to do. So like I was like, eh. And, like, pro wrestling would be a great thing to do. Like, I'm big, and I can do stuff. And, like, but, like, I, I kind of held off on it because I was doing stuff with my degree, and I was doing stuff just all around. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this because I, I gained a bunch of weight. Um, I posted a picture of this a while ago. I was 3.30 at one point. And I was just like, you know what? I need to do something to be physically active. So I got back into the gym and I was like, okay, now I'm going to go back and do wrestling. And pretty much from there, I was just like, this is, this is fun. Like I, I never got into wrestling to be like, I want to be a superstar. Like I want to be the next undertaker and I want everyone to love me. I just did it because it's fun. Like it's a lot of fun. And like, I just kind of got into it doing something that I enjoyed, like not because I wanted to make a profit off of it. But yeah. So how did you get to the Wrestle Factory? Uh, proximity. 
You were just lucky enough to be geographically close. Yes. <laughs> I was geographically close. And by geographically close, I still mean it's like like 40, like 40 minutes. But like it's it was the closest wrestling school to me. Um like around me the wrestling schools are like um it's like uh like worldwide dojo really wasn't a thing when i started like it was still i think it was still an roh training center when i started like three years ago and like h2o is like an hour an hour and a half away and shikara's rest factory just happened there's another one this is baby this is baby this is the little one where are you going what you doing? Oh. She's not gonna stay. I know for I know she's not. There you go. Aww. Have fun. Bye, baby. Uh, bye, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just the closest one, and I like heard it had a. Like I like a lot of the wrestlers that came out of the Wrestle Factory too. Like I'm I've always been a huge Cesaro fan, and like. Mainly just mainly just Cesaro. Like I love uh, once I started watching wrestling, I love Chris Hero and all and Eddie Kingston and just people who train there. So I was super into going there because I was like, all these people who I love, like wrestled wrestled here, and I'm like, I want to do this. I want to get trained by these people who train these people. And yeah. So you. You said that you started doing that about three years ago. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been full time wrestling like right. matches for like a year and a half. It feels like longer. Did you start right before the pandemic? Yes, I did. I started like my first match. Was like the last show that we did there. Like, I remember watching you, again, with the mask, obviously. Um, I think they did, what, like, Action Arcade or something on, yes. like, Saturday mornings? Like, yes. those were lit. I liked those shows. Uh, back when I was, back when I was a vanilla white baby face. Back, before? Before I got pretty and I got annoying on Twitter. <laughs> I, 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 I was very vanilla. Well. Yeah. Um, my first time in the ring, people thought I was Mr. Zero, so that was fun. And people still do. People still do. You're not Mr. Zero? No. Yeah. Well, about that interview. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't hate to break anyone's heart, but I'm not Mr. Zero especially all those people promoters who try to book me as mr zero I, <laughs> I i feel especially bad for them as well so what were some of the most important things you learned while training or what is like something that you've taken with you as you continue on your journey of wrestling i know who mr zero is i i know everyone knows who he is he's He's my dad. Um, <laughs> uh, mostly just that wrestling is fun. 
like I I was very fortunate that the trainers that I had there like um like Hollowicked and uh, Ophidian and Crum and Crummels it, that's not the one who trained me Defarge <laughs> and Travis <laughs> is that like it, it instilled that sense of wrestling is fun and what I liked about training at a place that um like wasn't like a super serious promote like not not in the sense of like it wasn't good wrestling or it wasn't like fun wrestling but it was a place where it was like it, it didn't take itself too seriously is that it really instilled that sense of um have fun with this like this this isn't the most serious thing in the world like one of the things that i can't stand anywhere on twitter or anywhere is when people take it like a thousand percent serious and aren't able to laugh at wrestling like it really instilled that in me it's like and i think that's really translated over to everything that i try to do in wrestling it's just have fun like i'm not like if you guys like my matches that's ten thousand percent great but like i'm out there trying to have fun and have a blast like i'm not really too concerned with like because i know if i enjoy it other people are going to enjoy it so like I'm really just like trying to make it fun and trying to put on a style that's different. That's another thing that Chikara really instilled in me is like be different. I am a I am a tall, long-haired white man with a beard. I have described sixty percent of indie wrestling right now. Like you have to be able to stand out and you have to be able to do something that sets you apart and that's really something that shikara instilled in me too is like you have to have that differential value and that's something that like i the people who i've met there like everyone everyone nowadays likes to be bad mouth uh shikara but like what we have to bad mouth shikara for rightful reasons like there's good reasons why we don't have shikara anymore but like some of your favorite characters right now on the indies are Chikara people. Like, like, you wouldn't have some of those people, like, if they didn't get that creativity, either from wanting to be part of Chikara or, like, just coming out of Chikara. Like, getting that, like, not getting it, but, like, morphing those characters into their own things and having that creative drive. And I try to do that. Like, I'm, I'm nowhere near how good Calyx is at character work or Edith is at character work but I'm trying my best I'm trying or like Razorwing like I'm nowhere near those guys but like and, and that's that's another thing I love about the group of people that came out there is like like every like every single person has such good creative drive out of that place like I, I can't really speak for the older generation of Chikara people, but I can speak for the people who were training or at least jumped in when I was there. Like, all of them are so goddamn creative. Like, it hurts sometimes to hear <laughs> how creative my friends are. <laughs> and then I'm here like, I'm doing a fun himbo. Look at me go. I'm dancing now. And then they're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a plane now. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> I need to step up my game. And it's just like, it's, I just love them. I love everyone 
every one of my friends I got from that place. Like, if there's one positive thing, it's all the people who I met there and all the people I still talk to. Like, I love every last one of them. I do. They're amazing. <laughs> They're flat out amazing. Every last one of them. Except pancakes. Uh, it hurts me a little bit because I'm a general proponent of pancakes as a general yes. thing. It, I, I apologize obviously. also that you share a name with pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to meet pancakes someday. <laughs> okay. So that... So that... <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that, you were like, no, you don't. <laughs> but, um, you know, just so we can have like a, a pancake, two pancakes. I, I can do thanks. my pancakes impression if you, if oh, you want. We can just have it here. <laughs> Go for it. Huh? Oh, hi there, Val. Your name is Pancakes. My name is Pancakes. Whoa, what's going on? And then I'll just and then I'll just say my move names over and over again. Oh jeez. <laughs> I was getting like um Morty from Rick and Morty vibes. Oh it, it very much is Morty. <laughs> oh wow, pancakes is here. No idea where that voice came from, but I don't know <laughs> why he became Morty. But that's how I hear pancakes sometimes. I mean, you hear friends, so. Oh. So you started out of Shakara um, doing like a mask business guy, and now you're handsome yes. himbo. Yes. Like, take us on that journey. <laughs> From mask business guy to handsome himbo. Um. So I I don't I don't want to break anyone's hearts in the chat, but I'm not gonna lie to you. Um. I didn't know who Mister Zero was until I got the gimmick. <laughs> um. Like I said, I didn't I didn't get into like super indie wrestling until, like. I started training, so like I had like years of backlog to get through of every company of all your favorite companies <laughs> and like and like i i just kind of got told like hey you're gonna be the son of mr zero and i'm like i don't know who that is and then i watched his matches and i didn't really get a character from him um like in terms of like from shikara like i didn't get a character i was just kind of like I was just kind of like, yeah, you're the son of Mr. Zero, and your style is 2000s All Japan. And I was like, okay, I don't know what those two things are. So I watched a lot of All Japan, and now it's like my favorite promotion, like full stop. And, and I watched a lot of Mr. Zero matches. And um, the, the original Zero character is very different from what I'm doing right now. Um, I always kind of wanted to do what I'm doing now with Zero, but, like, the character that I had was kind of, like, what's the best way to describe him? Jesus. It was kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing, where, like, outside the ring, I was, like, bubbly, white me baby face, but in the ring, I was, like, 
this just like chucker of people like i like there was this weird thing with it and i always tried in like those early promos and like all that stuff to inject this kind of silliness into him that never really stuck and then like once Trikara closed i was like okay i like i want to do my own thing and I, I was also put in a weird spot because uh, if you like the mask, I'm sorry, but it was I was basically given a mask to be like like a nostalgia kind of pop, like like I was kind of there to be like, hey, we're bringing back this old thing from from the past. It's blast from past. Remember season one, Shakar? No, okay. Um, <laughs> but like, so. So I was like, I always wanted to do something of my own, and I was slowly starting to do that. Uh, for a while, I was going to keep the mask. I was going to change some stuff about it. Uh, mainly, I was going to get rid of the hair um, and a bunch of other things. I was going to change that mask so much. Um, but, like, it wasn't because I was too pretty. I'll tell that story in a minute, uh, Boonanners, of... Uh, how I became, how prettiness got added into my gimmick. But um, I really wanted to do a character, the rich, and then I was, um, so I, I debated and debated about if, if I want to take the mask off. Because I'm like, one, I've never, I've only wrestled once without the mask. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, people, people recognize, like, I thought there was some, like, like, people are going to be upset or people are going to not want to book me because I took the mask off. There was, like, all this other this stuff in my head that I was just like, what should I do? And then I met Effie. If any of you people don't like the handsome gimmick and, and wish to blame someone, you can blame Effie. Because I had, like, a 10 20 minute chat with effie and after that like it was a done deal in my mind that we're taking the mask off and it was funny because we didn't know if we were going to do the angle up until the day of love frog um, which is when we started off uh the whole zero wants to take his mask off thing and i talked i talked to chris the promoter and i was like hey i want to do this because effie really filled me with like a sense of like hey this this will work and he made he and he made me feel like great about myself and all this other stuff because he's effie he's amazing and so we started off that angle and originally the idea for zero was i wanted it to be like a rebellious teenager and this, this was an idea before I took the mask off. It was one of the things I was going to change about the mask was I wanted to go through Zero's rebellious phase where it was like, what what is this? Because I did the whole... No one's going to remember this but me. I did a whole vignette where I got <laughs> fired from my job um, as Zero. And I wanted to do this whole thing where he starts going through a rebellious phase and like, what is rebellious? Like, He's, he was essentially that kid who was, like, squeaky clean all through high school and then went to college and, like, 
raged out all the time. Like that was the character I wanted to do with Zero for a while. Um, because after he got fired, that's what I wanted to do with him. Um, and then we then I had the match with Blank. Um, which is still one of my favorite matches I've probably ever had. And I took the mask off, and then everyone lost their minds about how pretty I was. I was not expecting that up until after that match. And between that match and Jaylee Photography posting the picture, the first picture of me unmasked, I was still planning on doing Rebellious Teenager Zero. And then the internet spoke out against me in a mighty cacophony, saying, you are very pretty. <laughs> so I decided, hey, like, I also like this gimmick of being this blank and zero. How could that not end in a draw? That's very funny. I've never thought about that. <laughs> um, but... Where was I? Oh my god, my brain. Um, but like... Internet said you were pretty. Yes, and I've always had this reputation growing up of being... Like, I always got... There was never a word. There probably was a word for it, but I was a dumb high school and college kid. Um, I always had this reputation of basically being a himbo in college. So I was just like, I can roll with this because I really, really, really love just being this character and being fun and having fun and being dumb and being pretty and getting to fight people. And so I just rolled with that and I was like, I really do enjoy these aspects of the character and I'm going to keep them. Maybe one day I'll do rebellious teenager zero, maybe down the line, but I, I do really like the character. Like I've always had a fondness for just being big and dumb and full of fun. So like, yeah, I just, I roll with it and I have fun. It makes Twitter a lot more fun. It makes Twitter so much fun. I like a lot of people will always come on and say they hate Twitter. Like, like I hate it so much. And I'm just there. Like, I'm just here saying the dumbest shit <laughs> and, and just like leaving. I'm swooping in as, as through the night. And then I drop off like, hey, do you think ghosts are sexy? And then I fly away. <laughs> oh, it is spooky season, so. But um, it's spooky to, it is. to your point, um, I feel, so I remember this, <laughs> like full disclosure. Um, there was like a picture after you got your mask removed, for some reason, like that, it wasn't showing live. It was like aired at a later date on IWTV. Yes, it was on, it was on Facebook. It was on and Facebook forever. I don't even know if it was on, like, I, I, all I remember is that I wasn't able to watch it as it happened, but somebody had posted, like, it wasn't even, like, a nice promo picture of you. It was just, like, a random picture that you happened to be in, and I was like, holy shit, is that Max? Yes. I was like, I even, I even texted my best friend, I was like, Max is cute. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Not that I didn't think that you would be, but like it was surprising to me. <laughs> All masked wrestlers are hot. I mean, in this theory, I know this. Fact of wrestling. But to see it. Fact of wrestling. So I was one of the internet 
people yeah. were like, Max is a handsome. What? And then and then Jay Lee photography put out that picture and got like 500 likes and I blew up my phone. <laughs> there are worse things. There are worse things, right? Then people yeah. confirming that you're an, an attractive yeah, like, person. I, like I've talked to Matthew from Botchamania for through this. Like, it's great. He mentioned what? me on he mentioned me on his podcast as Mr. Zero. And I just like DM'd him being like, hey, just to let you know, like, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> and he DM'd me back, said thanks. Then the next podcast, he said, we have wrestlers who listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are a lot of wrestlers that listen to that podcast. You're right. So who has had the most influence on you both in and out of the ring? If you could just bundle together, like it can 90s, be one percent for different people. Nineties to two thousands, all Japan, just that time period, like in a whole, really influences how I wrestle and like, like what I like about wrestling. Like it's just a hard hitting style. It's just two dudes fighting each other for the sake of fighting. If for more specific examples and for more people who don't go out of their way to watch japan's like third biggest promotion um people like people like chris hero's wrestling style like i love chris hero's style says i long time long time in joke is that my goal in wrestling is that i want to be both wrestlers in the bar like as one person so like those two sheamus is a really big one if i have to pick like a wwe guy like I love Seamus's matches. He's been killing it over the past two years. He's been killing it. I'll take no questions at this time about this. Like, um, yeah, but all that sort of stuff. Um, outside, out, outside of the ring, um, people like Matt Mikowski is a big one. Like, one, he's just a lovable dad is doing this for his wife and kids and like just like watching him transform and like asking and getting his info on everything has always helped same with boomer hatfield same with shay mccoy like if ever i have a dumb idea in wrestling like or if i ever need help with lifting stuff those are all the people i go to first like i'm always like is this possible and then there it's usually a no it's usually a no, <laughs> but like sometimes I have a cool idea, and they're like, "Yeah, that's cool." Dumb ideas well, in wrestling. I mean, sometimes you need people to like taper you down. Sometimes, like to tell you that things are plausible or not plausible, yes. or. I thousand percent need that. <laughs> Don't you worry. I, I I'm aware of what goes on in my brain. I'm here as well. <laughs> so what what has been your greatest achievement in wrestling to this point? Either and that can be like a title that you may have won or a specific match or opponent or anything. I haven't I haven't fought for any titles yet. Like 
no one no one no one's had that idea yet of hey maybe maybe put the handsome one in the title match um honestly like just the biggest matches i've had like it's weird because i don't feel like i've had a ton of like super duper high profile matches i've just had a lot of matches that like like at the beginning of my career i was always very down on my matches where i like did not like them this is probably going to continue for the rest of my career but like now like now like nowadays i've been enjoying my matches a lot like all my matches at lab i've thoroughly enjoyed um i'm trying to think of some good career highlights because like like i've like i really haven't wrestled anyone too high profile um i'm in a i'm in a long-term story which is probably a highlight because like i love long-term stories and i'm in one right now with that sobcc boost i hope he dies i'm gonna kill him but like and I got, and like someone had faith in me enough to be like, hey, we can do a year long feud with this character against this character. And yes, that is one. I can't believe I forgot that. I won the trail mixer. <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I've won the trail mixers. I've gotten to wrestle out. One of my career highlights is actually a. Uh, my first UWFI match because I went out there just to kind of like network and have like a good old fun time. And like, I got, like I asked to do a match and they let me, and then I got pulled aside afterwards and they're like, Hey, like, what's your info? Here's some stuff. And now I'm wrestling new South, former two time new South champion, Derek Neal and a UFI like like what is happening and but like yeah like that sort of stuff like I've made a lot of really cool friends that I've never like I have friends all over the east coast now like it's not just Philly anymore like I have so many like great people in wrestling I burning hammered Matt Mikowski into a pool like I do twitch streams I get to hang out with people like I just kind of get to do what I love to do and people like i i think my one of my biggest accomplishments was that um like people like having me around like even if i'm not wrestling like i enjoy that like i am a person that people just enjoy having at a place and like are excited to see at places i guess if that makes any sense oh that's, that's adorable i try sometimes <laughs> Sometimes, what sometimes. what has been the greatest obstacle you've overcome in wrestling? Um, I think I think it's just the fact that I like still to this day I'm not like everyone's their worst critic. Um, I a lot of my matches like I always go back and I'm always like, I could have done this a lot better. What cat? It's baby again. Get out of here. Um. Like, there's sometimes where I watch my matches and I'm just like, I don't get this. And then people will be like, that was a great match. And I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, also, like, I'm, like, I always struggle with body weight issues and how my body looks. Like, amateur wrestling for all the fun it is. Like, weight management has been a big issue. Like, 
so like there's stuff like that like that's a huge hurdle is like actually liking how i look like liking my in-ring work is a lot of that stuff and i've been working towards it hopefully people enjoy watching me oh i mean i enjoy watching you not that i'm perhaps a representative of the populace at large but potentially there are enough people in chat that like that want to watch you talk to me so they... i don't know why why are y'all here <laughs> <laughs> why are any of us all here oh my god now i'm, now I'm gonna get sad <laughs> don't be sad now we're getting into it's... my philosophy minor oh no <laughs> oh no oh, yeah. um uh, moving on to something not sad. Um, <laughs> no, no sad here. Um, I know that you go on road. Obviously, you're a wrestler. It's part of what you do. It's kind of your thing. This week, <laughs> you spend more. You spend more road trip than you spend wrestle. But um, what do you like to listen to on your road trips? I listen to audiobooks. When I'm by myself and I'm driving, I listen to, I have an Audible account. I listen to my audiobooks. What are you listening I, to presently? Oh, now I need to pull them off because I haven't been on a road trip in a hot minute. Like all my bookings have been in PA. So I just kind of like chill. And it's like five in the morning. So I'm just like, I just want to live by myself. Are you going to let me into my Audible account? Um, right now I'm trying to get through the wheel of the first book in the wheel of time and it's a chore. Um, I'm trying to, I'm also reading, um, oh, what is it? I wish I had my, uh, my account up. Ooh, it, it, here we go. Okay. I got it. I got my account. Yeah. <sighs> Are you all excited, Twitch? Is this what you wanted from me? <laughs> um, I, I usually just use it to read Terry Pratchett books. Um, if, if anyone in chat is a perfect reader or has an Audible account and wants to read, baby, I swear to God, and want half, get out of here. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you just going to be up there? Okay. Um, I highly recommend any of the Terry Pratchett books. Uh, if you want to understand where my comedy comes from, read Terry Pratchett books. Um, I'm trying to read Wizard of Earthsea. I'm essentially using Audible to catch up on my nerd homework. <laughs> like, no, that's what I do. Like, I, I just, I'm like, I need to read these books because they're required of me. Because as a nerd, I'm required to read these books. Because they are homework. And that's what Do they send out, like, a reading list? Um, there's just certain... Do you have like, a book club? No, there's just, like, certain books that are, like, ingrained into nerd culture that are, like, you need to, like, read these. Otherwise, you're not a real nerd. And it's like, fine, I'll read these critically acclaimed fantasy books. And like, like, I'm also trying to read Wheel of Time because Amazon's coming out with a new series that's based on the Wheel of Time. 
But like it's a it's a Wheel of Time doesn't get is it's like nineteen books long. And from what I've heard, it doesn't get like good until book seven. And I'm like, yeah, nerd free requisites. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy so many times. It's why I'm so far behind. I've I've read I've read all the Hitchhiker books, don't you worry. All three of them. Oh, you're a nerd named Five Nerds. Yeah, I've read that one, the cafe, the it's not the cafe, oh my god. The diner, the diner at the end of the universe. Oh, I'm gonna get my nerd card revoked. I'll be honest, you could say anything and I would absolutely believe you. This is well out of my realm of things that uh, I some, someone in chat right now is gonna be so mad at me. Cause I, cause I, cause I, I forgot what the last book in the Wheel of in the Hitchhiker's Guide is called. No, restaurant at the end of the universe, life, the universe, and everything. So long, thanks for all the fish. Um, I got there. I did it. We made it. I did it. Only three. There are six. There are six, but like, we don't count some of them. Oh, and also mostly harmless. No one is this. I don't even know if the six books any good. Because <laughs> it wasn't written by Douglas Adams, I'm pretty sure. It's like it's like it, like it's half written by him. I'm trying to get my screen all set up. I apologize. <laughs> I'm a hot okay. mess right now. Um, but yeah, it's like like there's certain books that are just like, hey, like these are like these are like acclaimed books and it's just like like dune i've read like i've read all of dune i've read all of hitchhiker's guide i've read most terry pratchett books <laughs> the sixth book was written sort of by him that's not how that works <laughs> someone tweeted out that i'm not a real nerd who did that you monsters um <laughs> But yeah, so I'm just trying to catch up on all these like, um, on all these fantasy books that are like, these are like the classics, and then I'm also trying to catch up on like the modern classics and so stuff like the fifth, um, like I have so many books in my like, cause Audible gives you like a free thing every month, and I'm just like, okay, I'll pick this up, and then like my reading list just gets exponentially longer. Like, The Ruin of Kings, like, The Chorus of Dragons books, like, like uh, the fifth season, like, the Broken Earth books, like, I need to get on those, too. I, I'm closing this. I'm, I'm done talking about my Audible. It's making I mean, me sad, the number of books I have to read. So, like, I I get that you want to keep your, like, your, your nerd card, but, <laughs> but I will say it doesn't sound like you're enjoying any of those <laughs> like that's the thing the pro <laughs> what i'm not enjoying is how long my list is because audible is always like hey here's a free here's a free credit to buy a book and i'm like ooh, i have another book and i buy it that i'm like oh i still have to get through i still have to get through the sixth book in the wheel of time why did i get this so i just have like this backlog of books i want to read and it's just like mm -hmm. So just the sheer amount that you feel yeah. like you have to get through is like giving you 
excuse me, anxiety. I was going to say, excuse me, anxiety <laughs> about it. Yes. Um, I'm not going to unpack that here on the show tonight. Um, really not I know. qualified. I, I need, people need to book me farther away and by myself <laughs> so I can listen to all these nerd books and give me the time to listen to all of these. Book, book me far away so I can drive there and listen to these books. Oh, good luck. I hope that you find time. I hope I do too. To, to listen to your books. Do you, what, like, what music do you listen to if you want to listen to music? Like, what's your go-to, like, music that you listen to? I know that you're a musical guy, like, yes, into musicals. That was my, that was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I usually listen to musicals. Um, what what I've been doing recently is I'll listen. I'll like, I'll like go on to like theater Twitter, and be like, "What are people talking about?" And then I'll listen to that musical, like for like a week, and then like determine my how I feel about it. So what have you been? What musical have you been listening to lately? Uh, Heather's. Oh. All right. It's good. It's good. I haven't listened to enough of it to like have like a solid enough grasp on it, but it's like it's good. I like it. I like the music. Um so, I like the story. Now I know that Rent is your favorite musical, oh but other than Rent, what are your favorite musicals? So like I, I really like um I have listened to, I, I just saw it in the chat. I've listened to Beetlejuice. I really do like Beetlejuice. The Beetlejuice musical is very good. I wish to see it. Uh, recently, it's been like, it's, it's, it's nothing surprising. It's like Hades Town. It's like all the big ones, minus Dear Evan Hansen, because that musical is terrible and I will not be taking questions at this time. It's, it's awful. No, right. the, move, the movie didn't make it bad. It was always bad, guys. Um, and no, I'm not just salty because my favorite musical from that year didn't win any Tonys because Dear Evan Hansen was getting all the nominations. No, I'm not upset that The Great Comet of 1812 didn't win any. If you guys want, if you guys want my theater <laughs> recommendation of like, Something that didn't get enough recognition. Go listen to Tasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. One of my favorite. One of my favorite. That's that's up there. My favorite musicals. Like. Full stop. I love Natasha. I love Natasha Pierre and the uh, Great Comet of 1812. Um, I really like uh, Something Rotten. Like that's one that I always go back to. I love Something Rotten. Um, another musical that got like no love at the Tonys. <laughs> got like I, zero love at the Tonys. <laughs> I'm not a Shakespeare person by any stretch of the imagination. I... But I love something wrong. It's so funny. <laughs> I love something wrong. Um, six. Six is good. Six is okay. Six is weird because I feel like six like works as like a it works as like a show like if i went to go see a concert 
because that's how it's set up like the like six is the story of like henry the eighth's like six wives but it's like set up like it's a be like it's beyonce like it like you're going to see beyonce like it's like a girl band but like they lean so heavy into that and it's like so i it, it works as an album i i'm not i can't really comprehend how it works as a show because it's so heavily themed to that sense of you're going to see a pop group on stage that uh like i'm at like like every time i listen to it i'm not imagining like here's the breakdown of the theater like i'm imagining six to seven people on stage like with lots of lights and dancers behind them like i'm going to see like a kesha concert I have not heard of that one, it's, so it's, I will check it out. That sounds really interesting. Come From Away is also very good. I don't know who mentioned that in the chat. Uh, oh, Christopher did. Come, come, from, come From Away is very good. I do like Come From Away. But yeah. Uh, I'm never usually a big fan of the musicals that end up winning Tonys. Like, like, like Town is the rare exception where I'm like, this is an amazing amazing musical but it feels like every other like for the last like five years every musical that's won best musical has been like the least interesting musical out of all of them hipster max zero not like in popular yeah. musicals go listen to oklahoma the the <laughs> most recent adaptation of oklahoma i love that one it's so good it's so because like they just made everyone so horny it's it, it's <laughs> If anyone, Sweeney Todd, um, any Sondheim musical, don't listen to any Sondheim musical. I love Sondheim. Um, if you want, if you want a really weird time where they took a very vanilla musical and just made it horny, go listen to the 2019 Oklahoma revival. Like it's just so horny. Like I don't know why they felt the need to make everyone so horny in that musical, but it's great. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> it's like, I'm never a huge fan of revivals because most of the time they're just like, what if we put on this play again? And then they're like, well, we got this actor in it this time. Like, I like the revivals that are like, hey, uh, so we made everyone weird. And I'm like, I can dig this. I can dig it. Like, that's what I liked about the Oklahoma one. Like, it was one of my biggest issues with, uh, I love this musical, the most recent Fiddler on the Roof revival like they didn't change anything about it like you don't need to but like they just redid fiddler <laughs> they just redid fiddler and i was like okay whatever and then like then then like they're like but yeah those are my musical hot takes uh, every, hot everyone's takes here for this zero. content right <laughs> my musical hot takes i was interested in it so uh, somebody else probably is if someone's gonna take this out of context and be like, Max hates all musicals. Max hates Dear Evan Hansen, and therefore I will no longer be supporting him. Me. Uh, Ham Hamilton's good. I didn't like I didn't I, I wasn't a fan listening to it, weirdly. But when I saw it like as a show, I enjoyed it. You don't have to pretend to like Hamilton. I can hear in your voice. I I like the show. Like I like the I like the stage because I watched the Disney the the one that's on Disney Plus and I like that. But like when I when I did my thing where I just listened to the album for a week, I was just like I don't 
fully get why this is the biggest thing since sliced bread. And then I watch the stage show. I'm like, I could see why people like this. I could, <laughs> I could see why people, I could see why a lot of people like this. Um, yeah. So moving on from Max and his musical, musical hot takes. Yeah, all my musical hot takes. I said so, such, I said such lukewarm hot takes there. <laughs> Hamilton is okay, and Dear Evan Hansen isn't really that good, or like some of the Lucas hot takes right now in musical theater. If I wanted to make a hot take, I'd just be like, Sondheim is terrible, which I would never say. I love Sondheim. Oh, someone's going to take that out of context. Oh, someone's going to see like, Max hates Sondheim. <laughs> I will never watch him wrestle again. It's like, these two things are not connected. <laughs> <laughs> so um on these road trips and you're not listening to audiobooks like um maybe oh. <laughs> this is the, i hate my cat this is why you, you i have, put you my have, cat in the bathroom you have everyone you have everywhere to go you have a full apartment to roam in like this is an open space apartment <laughs> and that's where you decided to jump from no don't come over here don't come over here. <sighs> okay. I'm... No, you're fine. You're fine. <sighs> <laughs> you're like traveling to and from multiple locations. What are yes. your like go to road snacks? I'm a snack girl, so. Oh, I'm gonna, this, I eat everyone's favorite snack at every gas station hard boiled eggs. Um, I ha I get I get a I get a sh I get a strawberry jalapeno rain. I get usually I'll get like a protein bar. Like I'm real boring. I apologize. Like my my road trip back stuff is more interesting because I usually get um I'll get like a thing of pork rinds. I'll get a large water, then I'll get like um, peach peach circles, like the gummies. That those three items, unlike water, like yeah, duh. Whatever water. Like, but like pork rinds and peach rings, I've heard multiple times from people when I ask that question. Oh, I love that's me such some like peach a weird rings. to answer. And I love me some pork rinds. Uh, like 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 it's three in the morning and I'm just like where are the park runs and where are my peach rings? I've been on the road for five hours. Leave me be. Where are they? <laughs> I'm just gonna take that out of context. Um, when I go to Indiana, I always stop at a at a White Castle. That's just because White Castle is the superior fast food chain. You don't have them where I'm at, and I've never been to one. Yeah, they don't have any in here in Philly either. There's one in Philly, but I'm not driving all the way there. So, like, if I pass if I pass one in Indiana, I'm just like, we're stopping. There's there's very few times on a road trip I'll be like, we're stopping at this specific place, and one is a White Castle, and one is a Tim Hortons. If we ever pass a Tim Hortons, I will always be like, we're stopping, and we're getting, we're getting. <laughs> I'm getting a large coffee and a wrap and a breakfast wrap. 
Not a breakfast wrap. We're gonna have breakfast wrap. Do you force the carload to get yes. breakfast wraps? Or? Yes. No. I, no. I'm. I'm just like the one wraps. person who's just like we have time. <laughs> we have time. I need coffee. If you all wish to survive, You're that this, guy. if you all, if you all wish, if you all wish to survive this carload. So speaking of like, who is like, who are your wrestle buddies? Like you're getting a car together. Like who are you putting in your car? Um, uh, Shay McCoy, Travis Huckabee, Boomer Hatfield. I drive a lot with pancakes, but that's because I'm forced to. Same with Abby Jane. She's also forced to. Um, no, I, I've, I've driven with a bunch of people. Like I love driving up with, um, like I said, I've, I've been probably the most places. I've probably been the most carloads with Shay. Um, the spoiler, spoiler is one of the funniest people on the planet. If I can suggest a guest for this show, please, please bring the spoiler on. Talk to the spoiler. He's one of the funniest people I know. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I've, Max versus Abby James. I will throw that tiny person into the third row like her name was Yoya. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I like going with as many different people as I can. Uh, Matt Mikowski is when he's not getting flown out to wherever he needs to go. Um, <laughs> he's always a fun time in a car ride. But yeah, no, I'm I'm getting flown out. Ryan. No one's flying me there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So what is your, like, what's your favorite city to wrestle in? You've been to a lot of different places. What are, like, what is one of your favorites? My favorite places to go? Like to, yeah, like to go and wrestle in, like, or. I, I honestly really like Indiana. Oh, I didn't know he got seriously hurt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yo. Yeah, I didn't know that. I hope you get better soon, buddy. I did. I I honestly did not know that he got seriously hurt. Like like I knew he was off the show, but I didn't know why. I don't. Um, I didn't either. So. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. Um. I I honestly really like Indiana. Like I just like going out there because one, I just have like a giant group of people who I like and know out there. Who I only get to see when I go out there. So like I get to see Chase, I get to see Cole. I get to see like all those people who are out there. And I love it. I love being out there. Um I had a lot I have a lot of fun in New York. Every time I get a New York booking, I, it always turns out to be a blast. I've never had like a bad New York booking where it's like this like this was a bad idea. It's like no, like every every time, like IWW, like every time I'm on one of their shows, always a blast. Um, every every time I go out to Brooklyn to be part of uh, Lab, no, always a lot of fun. Um, Blitzkrieg's fun, like going up there, going up to Connecticut, just chilling up there. Yeah, no. Uh, going to Borsch at the beach was a lot of fun. I was just there. But, like, just being at the beach at a wrestling show was so much fun. That looked like... It looked like everybody was having fun. Oh, it was so much fun. 
Everyone got so drunk. It was great. <laughs> I didn't. Like, I, I, I was, like, that one sober friend there. Where everyone else is just getting increased. Like, you see the evolution of, like, drunk people. Oh, it great. goes from, like, starting to drink to, like, kind of tipsy to, like, fun drunk to, like, sloppy drunk. 5,000. Yeah. Uh, that's another New York GCW. Just being out there, hanging out. That was a lot of fun, too. I've never had a bad time in New York City. Parking's terrible. Like, I've never I've never had a bad time there. Hopefully that doesn't change. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't just jinx myself and the next I time like, I go to New York, I get, I get mugged. Someone, someone stabs me in my pretty face. Like, like real bad Stop. stuff. Happens. Like real, real bad. Well, I'm trying to counteract it now. Because now I'm saying all the bad stuff's happening. Like, first, you're pretty tall. Someone cuts off my hair. Like, like... And you're like, you're like a, a decently sized dude. Like, I don't know that anyone's going to attempt to mug you. I don't know. Like, I'm also soft. I probably just... They don't know wallet. that just by looking at you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, hey, pretty tall boy, give me your wallet. And I just throw him at it. I just be like, here, get it. Why wouldn't you just like suplex him? Because uh, he probably has a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> if he, if he's just coming up to me with like fisticuffs, being like, hey, like he's a, like he's an eighteen forties ruffian in like Victorian England, being like, hey, give me your wallet. Don't make me send all these abandon children after you <laughs> like i'll be like i'll be like okay and then i'll suplex that guy yeah <laughs> like that guy's getting suplexed but if it's like a dude in new york and he has like a he has like a hatchet or something like nah i'm just giving him my wallet <laughs> it's the industrial revolution and everyone's here in england <laughs> Yeah, if Sonny Defarge was, if Sonny Defarge, if a Sonny Defarge type was bugging me with his, like, two fists up, like, he's telling me to put up his dukes, like, no, that dude's getting suplexed. Oh, I'm sorry. I just picture, like, some time traveler coming up to you. Hey, buddy. New York City. I just stepped out of a wormhole and now I need some money. <laughs> oh, well. I'm a time traveling Nigel, you see. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Laugh till I cry has um, <laughs> officially commenced. Um, Hi, Governor, give me a British path. When they start asking for like farthings, then, then I'll be worried. <laughs> um, so who's been one of your favorite opponents? <laughs> just going back, just trying to bring us back on topic here. Um, who's been one of your like favorite opponents throughout your your career thus far? Um, Logan Black. I I could wrestle Logan Black all day every day um i 
That was a lot of fun. Uh, same with I could wrestle eel all day when we had that scramble. There's I. There's so many good answers to this because I just love all the people I've wrestled. Like I don't think I've wrestled. A, I don't think I've had like a match where I've been like I don't want to wrestle that person again. Like I've like Doctor Cube. I would 100% wrestle Doctor Cube again. Um, I wrestled him at Brooklyn Comic Con. It wasn't filmed. We had a Falls Count Anywhere match at the con. And it's one what? of the most fun matches I've ever... Yeah, it's one of the most fun matches I've ever had. And I would love to wrestle, do that match again. Like, with with a camera. Um, I could I could wrestle Athram every day of the week. If anyone wants to book me versus Athram, I would do that every day. Devontae's? I would wrestle Devante. Like that, I I can't wait for that match to get put on IWTV because that's that is probably my favorite match I've ever had. Like full stop is me versus Devante at heavyweights. Nice. So, what is your favorite move to take, and what is your favorite move to give? I I really like I really like I call it the heat buster, but it's that uh it's that tilt a whirl slam I do. I really like giving people that move, and it's such an easy move to do. Um, I going back to Devante's, I could take his uh, his spinebuster like every day, like it's such a fun move to take. Baby, no, you're gonna knock over the camera again. <laughs> okay, but yeah. And then, do you have any like pre-match rituals, like anything that you do either like the day of the show or? right before you go out that like you do every time i usually don't eat like i'll like i like i don't i get very nervous and like i just don't get hungry so like i'll eat a minimal amount before a match like, i don't know if that counts as a ritual but that's just like a thing i do every show day i'll just like eat like a not a ton but like like i'll have like a coffee in the morning and some hard-boiled eggs because that's apparently all i eat and but yeah, like, I, I don't really have too many rituals. Like, I, I do the thing where I go through everything that I need to do before the match. Like, I make sure I have everything ready and have everything. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm that wrestler who just, like, kind of sits there as, like, deep in his own brain. That's fair. Like, like yeah, that's I mean, what would, if, if someone was going through your musical library what like you have a playlist or whatever what is the most surprising like song on on any of your playlists that people would be like yeah i really wouldn't picture him listening to that funny story <laughs> this this happens this happens once i'm like once every two months i keep forgetting the songs on my lifting playlist and every time it surprises me and i keep m making mental notes to take it off and i don't know how it got on there but the ham taro theme is on my lifting playlist somehow. And every now and then it'll come up and I'm just like, what is happening? And every time I listen to it in its fullest, I, I like drop whatever weights I'm lifting and I just listen to it without lifting. And like, I always make a mental note to take it off later and I never do. I never I'm part of forever. When we work together, it's much better, my ham hands. <laughs> I like, like does it motivate seeds. 
So I watch out for those cats. You know, they're smarter than you think. I have no frame of reference for anime in any way, shape, or form, with two exceptions: Sailor Moon and Hamtaro. Good. Those are good exceptions. So every time someone says, is this my hero academia? I'm always like, it could be. There's there's one person who says that. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to call that person out. I'll call him out. <laughs> every time I'll, I see that on the Twitters. I'm like, I'll call oh. him out. Travis. <laughs> Travis and his, my, is this my hero academia? <laughs> In my, every time I see it, I'm like, it could be. Because I have is, no frame of reference. Is this my hero <laughs> If you could remix that original theme into Is This My Hero Academia, I would listen. That would be on my Spotify playlist all day, every day. So if you had an action figure of yourself, but it was like one of like the talking action figures, what three phrases would you want it to say and what accessory or accessories would it come with? Probably a comb. Probably come with a comb and like a and like five different ring jackets. They come with so many ring jackets. I, I, I have so many things that I wear out to the ring. I keep I keep the base gear simple, but everything else changes on like a daily basis. And I like that about my character is that he just like wears all this weird shit but um but yeah uh, i don't know what phrases i would say i don't really have phrases i don't know hard-boiled eggs <laughs> hard-boiled eggs <laughs> um i don't know i don't really have catchphrases like i don't know i'm not mr zero i guess would be another one um, I don't know. I'll to, I, I'd have to think about that for a little bit. Fair enough. Other than your gear and your phone, what do you not leave for a wrestling trip without? A lot of things. I'm 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 one of those hoarder packers. Like I'm one of those people who comes in and has like a full wardrobe. Like already, I wear too many things to the ring. But like I'll bring like I'll bring like three like pairs of like changes of clothes. Like just in case. Like I never know if I might need them or not. I bring my switch everywhere. Like there's so much stuff. Like Febreze for my gear, like if I ever need to use it again in a short period of time and I don't know if like so much stuff like i i, I bring t- like i bring my kindle with me like so i can read like I, i'm like prepared for like the end of the world when i pack for <laughs> wrestling shows like i have like if i ever get stranded like going to a wrestling show i will be entertained and clothed for like a week like straight like I, i'm that type of packer like I'm like I'm going to forget this so I'm going to bring three of them yeah. all right yeah so what do you not leave without and most things by most the sound things. of it <laughs> most things 
What is the weirdest request you've gotten from a fan as a wrestler? That's not like too gross to tell. Yeah, that was what I was trying to say. <laughs> Or are they all too gross to tell me about? There's a few that are gross, but like there's some that are just like there was some one time I was at <laughs> preface, yes, what you can share. Um there's one time it was like the first show I did for Jakara where I was still masked. And someone who must have been like an old school Jakara person, like wanted me to take a picture with their kid. And this child was, like, seeing, like, was looking at me like I had killed God and was, like, bringing about the end times. Like, they wanted nothing but to get as far away from me as possible. Uh Because that mask is a little bit terrifying. Like, if you're a kid, like, that mask is a little bit terrifying. And this, like, parent just was like, no, you're going to take a picture. And I'm just like, do I have to take a picture of this child? And... (laughs) Like she, they were, she was so scared, and I was just like, "It's okay. Like Aww. you're, you're fine. Like if you don't want to take a picture." And then the, we eventually got the picture, and I like the whole time under my mask, I'm just like visibly cringing out of my skin. Oh, like oh, that was such a bad time. <laughs> there are more scary Chikara masks, but like at the time, like especially towards the end of Chikara, like I had a scary mask compared to some people. Like, yeah. like, if you were to bring your child up to a lovable Chikara character, would you go for an ant, a cyberhawk, or the man with burning red eyes and a creepy smile that goes halfway up his face? <laughs> I mean, I'm thirty-six. Which of these three options do you want your force, your four-year-old to take a picture with? Which one, guys? <laughs> Pick one. Yeah, not gonna go with the ant. <laughs> yeah, I don't want a picture with Thief Ant. I want a picture <laughs> with the scary one. <laughs> I want. I want that one. What is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling? I use shoot a lot. Like, I'm one of those weirdos is like everything, like, oh, it's the shoot job. Like, that stuff. Like, that's like a lot of (laughs) what I do. I don't use a lot of wrestling terms outside of that, though. Like, I try not to, just because, like, it doesn't really work in context and it feels very weird to do like i'll say shoot this stuff all the time like and i'm just like god i'm the worst (laughs) see mine is popped like oh that popped me oh that popped me oh that was a banger (laughs) what a bang what a banger of a work day we had (laughs) oh the other one i hear a lot is gimmick people use gimmick a lot Gimmick for everything. Yes. What's your gimmick? What's, you know, grab that gimmick over there. You grab that gimmick. Everything's a gimmick. Everything's a gimmick. 
so we've talked a lot about you doing a lot of traveling. Um, every wrestler that I have ever spoken with has at least like one really good travel story because it's either like funny or something like absolutely crazy happened um, or it was just like a memorable road trip for whatever reason. So like, what's your like go-to travel story? And if you need to like um, censor anyone's name or places um, to protect people from themselves, you can certainly do that. I don't think I need to censor any. Let me think for a sec. No, I don't think I need to. This was um, maybe like a year ago. Me, Pancakes, Boomer, Travis, a very good professional wrestler, all drove down. Am I missing something in that carload? I think I am. But we all drove down to New South for their anniversary show. And this car ride, like, it was the weirdest thing. Like, just from start to finish. Like, it was a long car ride. So, like, we, like, we left at, like, midnight. And, like, we, like, like, th- like, two hours into the drive, we encounter, like, someone who's drunk driving on the on the highway and like just full like it's us and them and they're just swerving in like four lanes and it's just the most terrifying car experience i've had like that was wild and then like i fell asleep and i woke up and for some reason we let pancakes drive and we found out very quickly first of all on the way down i don't i what's up i'm surprised that pancakes knows how to drive he knows how to drive. He 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 tentatively knows how to drive. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Tentatively knows how to drive. Like uh, the story might make you think otherwise. So this whole time we're going down, I'm being told about this mythical like buffet place. That like is in the, that's only in the south, and we only pass one on our way down there, and they're like we're gonna stop here. It's gonna be great. And it's like, it's going to change your whole outfield on buffets. And I'm like super excited for this. So we're like, hey, pancakes, exit 15 is the exit we need to get off on. And he's like, oh, okay. And what we notice is that, so we, we don't press him any further on it. We're like, hey, um, <laughs> Hey, like, he knows which one to get off on. It's 15. Um, We pass exit 17. And we go, Pancakes, did did you miss exit 15? And he goes, ha, no, they're counting down. And I said, Pancakes, they are not. (laughs) And we pass the next one at exit 18. And we're just like, Pancakes, do you not know how exits work? And he's like, oh, oh, oh. and we're just like pancakes. <laughs> we were just so wild. Like I was, everyone just gave him like so much shit for it. And it was so funny just because like, he was like, so, cause when pancakes thinks he's right. And like, he's being questioned on being right. He goes real hard. Like, like, he'll be like, no, I know what I'm doing. And then, like, we'll just be like, pancakes. <laughs> no, you don't. And then he'll back down immediately. 
so we didn't stop there. We stopped at a southern, like we stopped for food at this random like roadside town that was just like eight different fast food places, and that was it in the south. And one of them is like, I if there's any people from the south in the chat, please let me know what this place is called. It's like a White Castle knockoff, but they sell they sell sliders as well. I'm not from the South, but I'm hearing crystals, and that was the first crystals, thing that I thought yes. of, too. Um, so White Castle has a reputation of being gross and being terrible, and people hate it. And eating crystals, I fully understand the experience people who don't like White Castle had, because that was some of the grossest food I've ever put in my mouth. It was so bad, I bought like $10 worth of this this terrible food. And I had to go over to the Taco Bell next door and buy $10 more worth of food because I wasn't eating it. And I was just, and it, I felt so bad because I held up the car for like an extra five minutes because I was like, I can't eat this. Like this is, it's it was that bad. Like it was like the some of the worst fast food I've ever had, like full stop. Um, so we get down there, we wrestle, we have a good time. Um, on the way back, um, what was the name of the amazing buffet? I don't remember its name, but I get told up and down that it's like this fantastic mythical place. Um, I, I can't who, remember what it's called. Who made the decision to go to Crystal? Uh, we, we, we just stopped at like this place that was like four oh. fast food chains down the line. And someone explained to me that Crystal is like White Castle. And I'm like, okay, I can take that. So I go in and then I have an awful experience. Um, I won't make you relive it again. Yes. Uh, um, and on the way back, this picture exists somewhere. I know. Christian. No. 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 Someone has this picture. I don't remember who. But um, we stopped at a, what I can only describe as a trucker Walmart. It's just like this like place that is like a convenience store and like a shopping center and like four different food options and it's all like trucker stuff. And one of the food options, which is a thing that I found out is in the South a lot, is a gas station barbecue where they just like have some, like like in their gas stations, like we have like we have like 7-Elevens. Down there, they have like Joe's Barbecue Shack. And it's just like, we pump your gas and we smoke meats out back. What more do you want? And so there's a picture of me floating around online somewhere where I'm just eating a full turkey leg in the front seat of a car. And it's one of my favorite pictures of me. <laughs> it's... <laughs> So, like, I just bought a turkey leg from this gas station barbecue place, and then I proceeded to eat it in the car. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, like, that road trip up and down was just such a wild time. Because we left New South at, like, 3 in the morning, and we stopped at, like, a McDonald's. Like, and we were, like, the last people who were, like, ordering there, so they gave us, like, extras of everything. 
No, that's a, I don't really have too many crazy, crazy stories. Like, there's a lot of like, like I like I I'm not a huge like, like not a lot of weird stuff happens to me. But that New South show, like back to back to back, a lot of weird stuff happened. Until you get mugged by a industrial revolution. Yeah, wait till I get mugged, man. So other than like outside of wrestling, what other hobbies do you have besides musicals and nerd stuff? I guess we haven't already talked about anything we uh, haven't talked about. I do like like I watch anime. Like I love me some anime. I have not kept up with the most recent season, so um, I have no I have nothing on this most recent season. Um, I do I do Warhammer forty k. Like I played Dungeons and Dragons. Prior to this, I was reading um because I actually just got this. So they released a book that's a Halloween theme. It's it's Ravenloft, which is one of the worlds within Dr- Dungeons and Dragons. It's a lot of fun. Because I've been trying to make this one character idea work for like years, and I've never been able to like figure out a way to have it work within the story. And it it might work in Ravenloft because Ravenloft's a weird setting where um, essentially the only people who have control there are like vindictive vampire gods. And like, if you, if they find something funny, like they will just allow it. Hmm. Like, like if you do something and they're like, that's pretty fun. They'll, <laughs> they'll just be like, yep, this works here. Um, <laughs> like that's huh. just, that's just how it works. <laughs> um, so like if they thought like, if I went up and slapped someone in the face and they thought it was funny, like that would just be a thing you could do. Oh yeah, you you would get patronage from them. Yes, they'd be like, or like um, or like if you, that's a good example. The the example that pops in my head is like an old D and D story where it's like, um, like if you get your arm cut off, and like you try to sew it back on. Like, if the gods find it funny enough, they will allow that to happen in Ravenloft. Oh. <laughs> like, they'll, they'll just allow it to happen. Like, they're, they're that type of vindictive. Like, if it's just, like, mean enough, they'll just be like, yep, this works. And um, the reason why I bring that up is because, like, the character I've wanted to do forever in a campaign is I want to be a head that's, like, attached to, like, a Frankenstein body. Like, I want my character to be just, like a head that can be like detached and reattached to a Frankenstein like style thing and like I feel like Ravenloft's the only setting that that would ever work in so I want to be a head in the jar (laughs) so it'd be like a Frankenstein body or could you put yourself on any kind of body could you put yourself on like a chicken I guess any type of body but like I imagine my like key body would be like a Frankenstein style body but then like if we cut off someone's head and then I could be like, yep, this is me now. Like, I just, for some reason, like, I don't know, like you could put, if you could put your head on anything. Yes. On anybody. Like, but like, like a whale or yeah. an eagle. Like, I like, I would love to be, like, I, I don't know why, but that's been a character that I've been like in my head. Like, I really just want to play a, a head in a jar. And I feel like that'd be very funny. 
I know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons or anything, but that's funny to me as the person that I am. I don't know what class I would be, but like, I think that'd be very funny. And like Ravenloft's like the only setting that would ever, ever, ever work on. Like everywhere else is like, because like Ravenloft set up like a like a Victorian like vampire setting. Like that's literally like all of Ravenloft. It's a world set in like in like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Hmm. It's like yeah, like because like um, like the main vampire there is Strahd, and he's just like the big bad of the entire place. So it's just, it's it's literally their vamp, their like grim dark world, and D and D is Ravenloft. So Chris is giving me a hard time because I said a whale. Whale. That's right. I control <laughs> this whale now. Like I don't know. It Roll was a... for initiative, I guess. <laughs> You've attached yourself to the body of a whale, and now what do you wish to do, Max? Um, I don't know. Like, is there any large body of water in which I can traverse in as my new whale form? Uh, no. <laughs> You're in Ravenloft. Everything is terrible. <laughs> I don't even know where this whale came from. Uh, okay. Um, I guess I'll roll for insight. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I do that every now and then. Like, that was one of the things I did during the pandemic, like, during the heavy, like, the lockdown periods, is I would just create all of these weird D&D characters, and I love all of them. I've never gotten to play any of them. And but one, one, day, one day I'll just do my own uh, D&D campaign where they're all the NPCs, and it's just the weirdest game anyone has ever played. I say, I, can you? And I, I don't know. Again, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. I don't have the like mental capacity or patience for anything like that. Well, no, you got it. It's it's not that hard. I believe in you. I just tried to put your head on a whale. Yeah, my, that's awesome. That's the type of <laughs> that's the type of thinking more D and D players need. <laughs> um, some examples. Yeah. Um. So there's there's a race in D&D that are called Warforged. And essentially what they are is that they're like robots that were built specifically for like certain tasks that have been given sentience. And like, so like they were built for war and then like the war ended and now they're just kind of like, they're just around, like they're their own race now. And I came up with a guy whose name is Band. And his whole goal is that he wants to be a one-man band. So what he does is that he attaches instruments to himself. And he's essentially just like a giant wood and metal, like, like Bert from Mary Poppins, where he just has like every instrument strapped to him. I love band, but I've never been able to play him. Um, I also had... A warlock character whose whole thing was that he thought he was a dragon who had forgotten how to polymorph. So like he he like hit his head one day and he woke up and he's like, I am a dragon. And like an actual dragon found it so funny that he gave him patronage and now just plays into his delusion because he finds it so funny that this little 
that this little like warlock is just like I am a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so like all of his powers are dragon based, but like, he's... <laughs> which one are you laughing at? Are you laughing at the dragon? Or are you laughing at Band? Because I really like Band. <laughs> Band's one of my favorite. And then there's just like so many D and D creatures that never get used that I wish more people did. Like there's literally a character called the king of frog least no toad king and his whole goal is that he is the king of all amphibians worship the toad king and he's unkillable and what he does is that he gives passers by fake quests just to mess with them and he's unkillable because if you kill the toad king he manifests as another frog on the plane of existence so, like, in the D&D book, it physically says, like, you, in order to kill the Toad King, you have to kill every other amphibian on the plane. Because <laughs> that's the only way you can successfully kill the Toad King. Hmm. So, would you kill the other amphibians first? Or would All you just right. keep killing the one that he manifests into? Yeah, and then you just keep, just keep killing hmm. them from there. Um, there's also one of my favorite, no one uses this character because he's so weird. And I don't know if he's a monster or if he's like supposed to be a playable NPC, but he's, um, he's called snake with a hundred mage hands. And so there's a spell that you can learn in D and D that's just called mage hands. And all it does is that it, uh, it, it manifests a hand that you can grab stuff with. And there's just a character who's a thief who's called Snake with a Hundred Mage Hands. And I love him so much. Hello, everyone who just joined. We just got enough. I, I see Sarah's in the chat. Sarah, Screwball. Yeah. Um, I knew it. I knew it. Ivan but, went to bed, so now I have Ivan's space with us. But yeah, I would I would run such a wild D&D campaign because there's so many things in like Monster Manual that never get used. Like Everyone uses goblins and like orcs and like kobolds i want to use like all the real weird stuff there's an entire civilization of hyena people in D, and i love them to death and no one... a hyena person. that's all that's all i want oh you can um if it has stats you can technically make a character of it like if you're if you're nice to your dnd if you're dnd if you if you're nice to your dm they'll uh they'll let you do stuff like that <laughs> like, like they'll let you be a hyena person why would they not let you be a hyena person if that's what um, you if it doesn't if it doesn't uh, the high the i forget what their actual race name is but they're like chaotic they're like chaotic evil like mm. like their like alignment is chaotic evil so like a lot of dms like i there's dms who like will because there's there's some classes that are real like uh not problematic but like they're just like overpowered and a lot of dms just don't like dealing with it so like um like a lot of people don't like dragonborns like because they're very powerful one like they're great like if you want if you want something that'll smash anything your dm puts up against you a dragonborn's a great option but like there's just some people who are just like hey i'm this is the setting these characters work this stuff doesn't um hmm. but yeah like, interesting 
Um, again, I have no concept of D and D, but that was intriguing nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, welcome to Ivan's space. Now that Ivan is going I've, to bed, Ivan's space. Ask me all the questions you've always wanted to ask me in the space, but you were too nervous to. <laughs> Beth gets so much sass, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, just see wait. Just see wait. <laughs> Real likely. But that's okay. I'm I'm here for it. Um, if you could go like back in time and talk to yourself as a child, what would you tell yourself? Um, I would I would say that like things are things are going to be okay. Like I like I've always kind of suffered from very bad depression and very bad anxiety. So like like I would honestly just go back and tell them everything's gonna be okay. And like you being a dork isn't a bad thing. Like twenty years from now it's gonna be real cool. <laughs> like all the ner- people are really gonna like Lord of the Rings when you're older. Like you don't need to feel bad for not liking what people like and liking what you like and that was a lot of like what me being as a kid was was just like i liked all this weird shit and like no one else even knew what what i was talking about so like i I would just tell them that i guess you can swear here it's fine just don't say anything to get you canceled not that you would what so I don't think I would say anything canceled. I don't if think I have, if I haven't already, with my hot musical takes. <laughs> uh, theater, theater, Twitter is gonna get all up on me. They're gonna gang just, up on me. They're just mean. You. They're gonna they're gang mean. up on you, but they're gonna gang up on you in a way that is artful with dance and snaps. It's gonna be like West Side Story. <laughs> Mambo. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> Are you more worried about what is it? The Jets you guys and the ready Sharks. To, you guys ready to? You guys ready to mumbo? Is <laughs> ready to? Um, probably the Sharks, right? Aren't they? Aren't they the antagonists? Yeah. I haven't watched West Side Story in a while, and I'm not going to watch the revival because it's being directed by a trash person who's ruining it. Oh. No, it's bad. It's bad. I, I won't get into it too much here because it's it's a real hot issue. But like, the revival of West Side Story is like not good. It's like not in good hands. <laughs> oh no, I haven't heard much about it, so uh, I'm not I'm not as in tune with musicals as as you might be. Essentially, they're cutting off most of the women's parts out of it. Oh, well, yeah. that's exciting. Yep. All three there's, like, there's like a bunch of problems place. with like the, the cast and like the director. And the director's been like a notorious scum for a while. So like, mm, don't it's, like it's, that. It's, re- it's real rough. Don't like that. <laughs> well, um, just have a couple more fun kind of weird questions and then we'll go to questions from chat 
and we'll go to the lightning round and then we'll finish up. Yeah. So, um, and I, you know, you and I have talked in spaces. We have space people here. So this is a good question. Um, I hope they're still here. Maybe Sarah. Maybe, and, I don't know. maybe they're not. I don't know. I, I I bore people very easily, so maybe they just. I haven't been it. bored at all this whole maybe time. Maybe they all so just attend. <laughs> well, I'm talking we're... about wrestling. I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, regardless of if they're here or not, this is a question from Spaces, so that's why I like to bring it up. Yes. Um, it's not that question. It's it's a more Fair oh. question. Oh, okay. um, so what? <laughs> I'm not going to mention that one. Oh, okay. Um, but what is which the Muppet biggest... do I find hot? I mean, if you're gonna mention it, which Muppet but I wasn't I... going because it's Gonzo. Gonzo was my pick Gonzo. too. You want you want to have a fun time in a relationship with someone who doesn't care what anyone else thinks and wants to do whatever any is up to anything is always going to have fun, you're, you're, you're going to take Gonzo. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. So now that you've volunteered that, um, <laughs> my question is, what is the biggest animal you could take in a fight with just your hands and no weapons? Oh, I've, I've debated this so hard in my brain. Like, this has been a thought. Like, I've, I've, I've messaged people about this. It just randomly pops into your yeah, thoughts. And you like, have to, at like... one point, I thought I could take an ostrich. Hmm, but then they're I really looked... fast, though. Yeah, and they're also real big. I didn't realize how big an ostrich was. They're like, they're like nine. It, th- this question, this question of what animal can I beat up with my bare hands has taught me more about animal sizes than, like, high school biology. <laughs> like, as... <laughs> I don't know why I thought some animals were like way smaller than like I thought they were, but like I thought an ostrich was like maybe my height. No, things are like nine feet tall and like they're death machines. And I'm just like, no, I don't know. I thought I could, when they were my height, I thought I could take them. But now that I know that they tower over me, I also have the answer of what's an animal that's not going to fight me back. And like I, but I don't want to fight a tortoise. I just want to be friends with a tortoise. <laughs> I think I could beat up an emu, like a, like a small like a smaller ostrich. Yeah. I think I'd beat up an emu. Like the lemur emu. Yeah, like the emu emu. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I could beat up an emu. Um, I don't know because it was just like I don't I don't want to beat up any animals. Well, you have to pretend it's attacking you. What can I make hordes of animals? Like, I think I could take on sixty woodland creatures. Which woodland creatures? Just, just woodland creatures, just like any. Like raccoons. Like and medium to small woodland creatures. And squirrels. I would use my superior height and reach and intellect to outsmart them. I would I... take out their leaders, and then while they're disorganized, I would finish off the rest. I don't think that you could take on 60 woodland animals. I'll be honest about it. I, but I just explained my strategy. If I take out their leadership. I don't and know then that that's how And use my works. superior height and reach. <laughs> I 
I mean, when someone books you in a match with 16 woodland creatures. Oh, someone better. And I'll, and that I'll sounds rock like every last one of them. Sure. That sounds like a leapfrog match for sure. I'm surprised we haven't had one. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> we haven't had like Travis Huckby versus like a bear or, versus like several, several, <laughs> several feral raccoons. Ill-tempered feral raccoons. <laughs> I want to see Max versus 60 squirrels built into like a man shape. Yes, I would. <laughs> We're 60 squirrels piloting a man suit. <laughs> We'd have a fun match. We'd have a fun I'd have fun with it. Let's go take out work. the leader. Take out whatever squirrels clearly leading the pack. Those, the rest of the squirrels ain't going to know what to do. Take out whatever squirrel's smart enough to organize these 60 squirrels, and then the rest of them will fall. <laughs> so, how do you take your pancakes? In my mouth, I don't understand the question. No, like, do you, like, do you just have, like, regular pancakes with maple syrup? Do you have, like, blueberry pancakes? Like... I I'm, There's I'm so gonna, many options. I don't I'm going to break them. some people's hearts. I'm. That's what I do. I'm a heartbreaker. I'm a dream taker. Heart, heartbreaking himbo over here. Yeah, I'm a heartbreaker. I'm too hot to trot. And I'm a waffle guy. Oh. Right? I know, right? Wow, man. No, it's not you. It's It's the other pancakes we know. If I do eat pancakes, I like protein pancakes. Like, you ever had those Kodiak? Yeah. Yeah, I love the Kodiak pancakes. That's usually what I have. Yeah, they're fantastic. Mm. That's Chad is Chad is losing it. Mm. What is happening? Um, I I love Kodiak. Um, I usually have mine with peanut butter. Hell yeah. Because I'm I'm weird. I don't think that's weird. I've done that before. It's good. Call me savage gentleman because I ate my pancakes and peanut butter. Yeah, but... <laughs> okay. Better than waffles. Max will not be invited back. Mm. I mean, probably not. I've gone on several tangents. I mean, you were fine up until the last two minutes when up you decided to la- talk about waffles. No, it's do you like waffles? Yeah, I like waffles. Do you like pancakes? Yeah, they're okay. Do you like French toast? Absolutely not. Dude, dude. I don't like French toast, if that makes it any better. I don't know if it does. I actually, like, French toast would be my second, probably, really? two pancakes. Yeah. I've heard that from a lot of people. Like, and I'm just like, I don't I don't know what it is about French toast, but, like, I just do yeah. not enjoy it. What are your thoughts on crepes? I love crepes. I love crepes, um, too. When I was they're, still They're like in... thin pancakes with filling. When I was still living in Jersey, where I would play D&D, right next door was a crepe place. And that's literally what I ate, like, at D&D sessions. I would get, like, their breakfast, like, eggs and, like, bacon crepes, and that's what I would eat. <laughs> like, like, I love crepes. But they're thin pancakes, so technically yeah. I've, I've made it full circle, guys. 
you you i mean not you haven't gone like a full redemption arc but like you're no longer the villain i'm pretty close (laughs) i'm pretty close you know else in to get a full redemption arc sasuke and everyone loves him (laughs) what'd he do like he came back when like oh i can't actually win this okay i guess i'll work with you naruto like that's all that happened with him and everyone's like oh we love him i have no frame of reference for anything you just said about chat knows what i'm talking about sorry it's just not not in my realm of things that i like i i understand the names are from animes yeah boruto's dad but that's literally all that i know sorry Boruto's dad so um last question that i have and then chat lightning round see you later yeah Um, kick me to the curb Whatever you you're probably tired of talking to me, so no, I'm not tired. It's almost midnight where you're at. All the time. (laughs) But um, and Chris is gonna give me a hard time for it because I like to set a scene, so I'm just gonna ask that you like go on this mental journey with me. I'm ready. Cool. So you're like one night you're just like bored and you're hungry and you like want something sweet, and you don't have anything you want to eat, so you go to the store, and you're like up and down the aisles and you go to like the cookie aisle. And you're like, you know what? Cookies are great. I love a good cookie. So let's go. Okay, and you, you go you go to all the cookies and you're like, you know what I want? I want America's favorite cookie. I want an Oreo. I don't want any of the like weird fruity kinds or anything new and weird. No, I just want like a straight like chocolate cookie cream filled center Oreo. But like there's still choices, right? So do you pick like the thin Oreos or like the regular or like the double stuffed? See, see, you lost me on that tangent because I love all the fruity new flavors of Oreo. Oh, n- oh there's I nothing wrong with so them. Much. I was but also going to say if, where we're at. If the question, if the question was which cookie am I picking, it would have been a uh, the the nutter butter, like the peanut uh, cookies. Yeah, those are good. Um, I like double stuffed, honestly. Mega stuffed. Mega stuffed. That's one thing I do to pancakes every time I go. Don't this is a bit I do with pancakes all the time. Where um if I if we stop Wawa has like a sleeve of these things that are called mega stuffed Oreos and they're like a double stuffed double stuffed. And I always buy them and I always hand them to pancakes and refuse to take them back every single time we drive. Why? I just think it's funny. Because <laughs> well, he doesn't he doesn't know how to like react to it. So like I'm just like, here, take this. There's like, why are you giving me this? Just because I thought you would like them, pancakes. <laughs> so he ends up eating like six mega stuffed Oreos by the end of the day. <sighs> so I will say that is the unofficial correct answer to that question. Yes, so stuff. excellent. excellent. Yeah. People people in the chat, if you are ever on a show where you know Pancakes is booked, throw mega stuffed Oreos at him instead of streamers or hand them to him at his merch stand. Just if we all do it. If we'll I just do it if, it, if I just do it, it's a bit. If two people do it, it's it's two people who are having a laugh but if 
17 people hand pancake sleeves of mega stuffed Oreos. We just created a movement. I think we can make that a thing if I ever am at a show that Pancakes is booked on, which is probably very slim, if I'm being honest, just based solely on where I live. But, um... Throw mega stuffed Oreos at Pancakes. I'll probably just give it to him at, at like, the Send table the either before or after. Send them in the mail. Just mail him mega stuffed Oreos. Mail him mega stuffed Oreos. But with no return address, so he has no yeah, idea where it's coming no, from. There's no... Just random. It's like, oh, people keep sending me mega stuffed Oreos, and I don't understand why. Oh. <laughs> and he'll never see this and never hear about it, and he'll never no, know. He probably. He's too busy, like, learning arm drags or whatever he does. Busy being pancakes. And being pancakes, oh boy. I gotta watch King of Trios 2016 for the 15th time this week. I don't have time to watch my friend on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Um, You know what his answer to that exact sentence would be? What? King of Trios 2016 is a good, that's a good year. That's a good year. I've done that to him before and he's literally just his response has been that's a good year we have watched that like this week I'm like you, you sons of bitches <laughs> sons of bitches oh. so do we have any questions from chat chat ask me your darkest secrets so we got a couple yeah. uh, Max thanks for joining us tonight uh, oh, and welcome. and you did a phenomenal job. I, I think you've answered a bunch of them that have all come through the chat. I, I'm going to ask a couple that I think came through earlier in the night. Yes. Uh, the first one isn't really a question. It's from Reed Cooper, who says, it was fun hanging with you at Melrose. Oh, yeah, it was great. I loved being at Melrose. He, and I think also he put in that he felt like a dork that he didn't uh, tweet you to say thank you for hanging out. Oh, I think no, that was a, I think that was the second half of of Reed's statement there. So first question uh, comes from Vic Sage, who asks the normal Vic Sage question: Who do you think has the best gear of all time in wrestling, in your opinion? It's a hard question. Oh my god, that is a very hard question. Um, honestly, like this, this might be, I really do like, like Kenny Omega's gear, mainly because all of his stuff is a reference in some way. And I enjoy putting my nerd brain to work, trying to figure out what the reference is, because it's not always like direct. Like, he doesn't do... Like, he had, like, a couple weeks ago, he had a Demon Slayer set of gear. And, like, it wasn't direct. Um, It wasn't, like, a direct reference to Demon Slayer. Like, it took me a good couple seconds looking at his gear to figure out that it was a Demon Slayer gear. Um, It's a weird answer, but it's one that I like. I like that he, like... It's the type of reference gear that I like where it's not, like, very blatantly the thing but it's yeah. um 
a great example of this is um Shayna Baszler's most recent gear. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. It's like the green and it has like the the eagles on the side. It's a 40k reference to uh the world eaters one of the one of the ultramarine factions and like it's hmm. that type of stuff that i really like uh those reference those types of references you like the subtle ones rather yes. than the in your face this is this is my gear like like i really liked rhea ripley's uh the one wrestlemania gear she had that was just the uh that was uh the saiyan armor but it was like kind of like done in her style I like that one too. If I had to give a hard answer, uh, New Day. I love the New Day's gear, like just across the board. Nice. It's fun. It's great. Like if, if I had to pick one that isn't just my nerd stuff peeking through, uh, New Day's gear is fantastic. Okay. Next up is from our own Christopher, and I don't think you asked. I don't think you answered this when it came through in the chat. Uh, but what's the worst idea you've had to shoot down? that you can share that someone has posed to you? Um, the worst idea someone has proposed to me. I don't know, because if, if it's plausible, like I am all for, if it's like a wrestling move and like someone can accurately explain it and like I can visualize it, I'm pretty good with it. Like I, there's very few moves that I've turned down like I've all, I'm always up for pretty much anything. Um, the worst idea that's ever been turned down to me was um. Oh, sorry. It's the worst idea that you have had. As you said, you had a lot of bad ideas. Oh. Apologies. Um, this is, this is a, this is, this is bad timing because like of course iron demon did this in a match recently but i like at when i started as zero i really wanted to do a moonsault while holding someone uh the lion salt while holding someone and i got told by everyone that that wasn't possible and then i watch gcw's show this week and iron demon does it to yo-yo mm -hmm. and i'm just like all you monsters <laughs> <laughs> like that idea um it's it's mostly just me trying to figure out like weird ways to get into yeah yeah the moon not the moon salt and battery he did a lion salt holding yo-yo the moon salt and battery was very weird looking but no he did one where he was he did a lion salt that was my idea because i do lion salts and i was like i can do this and everyone shot it down um, a lot of it is just like transitional stuff. Um, yeah, I guess it was a variant of the. I I apologize, Screwball. It was a variant. I'm, yeah. Um, a lot of my the things that get shot down for me are like. Like I keep thinking of things and then like, just being like, hey, this would be cool, and then everyone's just like, yeah, but this is a match in front of 14 people and it just immediately gets shot down from there um like i've always wanted to do a last shaving unit like a like an avalanche last shaving unicorn and it always gets shut down 
Um, no one, no one wants to take that. I'm just like, okay, one day I'll hit it. But yeah, it's it's generally just like me just coming up with stuff and then people being like, maybe not today. <laughs> maybe tomorrow. Maybe maybe another day. Okay, the only other one that I saw is a question of are you excited to see sarah on friday yeah 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 good absolutely okay well I'd also be excited to see them on friday if i'm ever going to see them very excited to yes. see them. okay so my next question is max yes are you ready for the lightning round sure Let's cue up the footage. Oh, there's, there's footage? Like a whole, there's a whole intro. There's an intro and everything. Oh, I, I was not ready. I didn't know this was happening. So basically, Max, it's just 10 I questions. Thank you. Ice cream. <laughs> I, uh, what time is dinner? 8.30? <laughs> no, oh. no, no, no. Not from there. Not from there. There were a lot of questions really fast. Oh, you didn't That's get them all? Come on. Round. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's why it's a lightning round. Okay. 10 questions. First thing that pops into your head as fast as you can. Are you ready? Sure. Here we go. Number one, longest flight you've ever been on? Uh, 20 hours. Strangest place you've ever fallen asleep? In a tree. Favorite vacation spot? Uh, Disney World. When did you get your first cell phone? 14. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? I would like to be super strong, I guess. Any show from a streaming platform that you embarrassingly binged? Uh, Smallville. Something you're great at cooking? Um, chicken. I'll explain that one more. Chicken. Chicken. Just chicken. Just chicken. What's the what's the worst purchase you've ever made? Um I I, I don't know. I nothing's <laughs> coming to my brain. Favorite holiday. Oh uh, Christmas. And finally, number ten. What's the craziest dare you've ever taken? Um, I did a fear factor challenge, and I will explain more about that. Mm. I just can't do that in the lightning round. There's not enough time. <laughs> no, not enough time. Well, that was 10 questions. That was a lightning round, the worst segment of the interview. But Max, thank you for answering our questions. Oh, you're welcome. So see, now you need to explain chicken and um oh my gosh i just lost it was it was it the weirdest dare yeah bingo um chicken i can pretty much make any type of chicken like any chicken dish because it's mostly what i make for my meal prep so like i'm i've gotten fairly good at making very tender and very juicy chicken and almost any type of like any type of thing, like like cast iron, slow cooked, oven roasted. Like I've just become very good at it. 
We did talk about chicken parm before yeah, right. we went live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> master of chicken parm. Um, there's not enough time. There is not enough time. Um, so the fear factor thing. Our school, like, I think it was for a fundraiser for, like, the student body. This was in college. Um, did a fear factor challenge, and I got dared to do it by my roommate we kind of dared each other and why was the worst thing i dared was because one of the sections of the fear factor challenge it was three rounds and you got eliminated if you couldn't complete the previous round um was uh they made us hot dogs but what the hot dogs were is that it was essentially a bun and then they filled it with insects and they poured like pickle juice and like like jalapeno juice and like all this really gross stuff on it. And there were five of them. And the teams were two. And we had to eat all five as a team. And the first the first two to finish would move on to the finals. And what happened was I ended up eating four of the hot dogs because we had already gotten to the semifinals and my roommate ate one hot dog and tried to like eliminate our team. So I was just like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so I just ate four of these hot, these horrifically bad hot dogs. And like, it just, it, the fear factor, all three challenges were so bad and gross that subsequent years after that they made it less gross um like 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 the food challenge in the second one that i did because we did two of them like we got like 300 you bucks did this to yourself twice well we got like 300 bucks for winning so like each so we were just like we're, we're cool and we were just like let's do it again because like we had fun and the second year the food was actually like not bad because what had happened was they uh not enough money. Uh, not what happened on the planet to make what, what happened was what happened was the original idea that they had sounded gross, but in execution they didn't do it well. So the idea was it was an the, the idea was it was an apple that they hollowed out the center of and they put the idea was they were gonna put like pig stuff in it, like like I don't know what it was supposed to be, but it was like some type of pig and then worms in it. And you're supposed to eat two of these apples. Um, but they, they didn't like something got lost in translation. Cause what we got was an apple that had like an edible part of the pig in the middle and gummy worms in it. And arguably it was pretty good. Like it literally just tasted like 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 apple smoked pork, and there was like a weird gummy thing in the middle of it. Like it honestly wasn't that bad. <laughs> like yeah, they probably were like, no, we're not going to use real worms because that's disgusting. Yeah, I think something happened because they just put gummy worms in there. It's like this is honest because I remember me and my partner were literally like, this is honestly pretty good, and there were people who just like wouldn't eat it, and we're just like, this is fine. Yeah, that would have been tolerable. It was like, it was, what was it? 
I think it was like pig's feet or something. Like something that's edible on a pig. And like we just it was just like it just tasted like pulled pig and it was just like okay. Like and we just ate both of them real fast and we're just like, yeah, like this wasn't that hard. <laughs> this wasn't that bad. Um Oof. No, but but the first year we did it, that sounds it was terrible. Oh my the god. First year we did it was they they went all out on how gross they wanted to be. Um, the final thing, they just, like, the final thing wasn't that bad either. The final thing, they just, like, I was a farmhand, so, like, I'm not, I'm used to doing pretty gross things. But the last thing was just, like, my one partner was had to find a key in something, and they just kept dumping, like, mealworms on me. And I'm like, these things are fine. Like, they're just mealworms. <laughs> like, like, after the traumatic second round, the third round was just, like, which is like very easy. <laughs> like the first round was gross, second round was gross, third round was like surprisingly made it this far. Like was surprisingly tame. <laughs> it was Oof. just like no. Like they had to find like keys to like unlock. Like I was like chained up. Don't get too excited, everybody. I was like, that's and, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and they had to find keys, and what would happen is, however long it took, they kept dumping mealworms on me. And I was just sitting there like, these things are chill. Like, they're not biting me. Like, <laughs> these things, they're just, like, chilling on my body. And I'm just like, this is whatever. Yeah. Like, like after mm-hmm. after eating three hot dogs of bugs, like, this is a pretty tame. <laughs> like, I just ate these things. You think these things scare me now? I've ingested them. They're in my stomach right now. Gross. There's no way I could have in a million years. Nope. Yeah, it, that was pretty bad. The second year was such a cakewalk. The eating, the eating, eating things. Nope. I'm such a picky eater in general, and I hate bugs. Like that's the most disgusting thing I have heard. Ugh. No, nope, 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 nope. Nope, nope, nope right nope, out of that. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Well, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. I also fell asleep in a tree. That was another thing I said. <laughs> yeah. I feel like all of your answers are sort of like require like a story. clarification. Yeah. I mean, when you couldn't think of the worst thing you purchased, I immediately thought of that $10 worth of crystal that you were just... Bought by more crystals. Terrible. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I really haven't had any like Nothing comes to my brain of like really bad purchases. Uh... Sometimes. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes you just don't have me, I guess. Yeah. Um... I, I, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I'm. Like, I'm sh- like, I, I don't know if this counts, but like, I have like 10,000 notebooks because I keep forgetting that I have a notebook for wrestling. So I just have like 12, like, books that have like five pages of notes in them and then like i don't know there you have you thought about like are the notes still notes that you reference uh not not it depends interesting because like you could like get like a binder of some kind and like put them all in one yeah but then i'd buy more binders then you would have a binder problem. We then I would have a binder problem. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. 
there. So um, kind of going to wrap up here. Other than I know that you have the big paradigm deal on Friday where you're going to UWFI beat up Derek Neal. Punch um, him real good yeah. right in the face. I will say that I've met Derek Neal. I've never met you, but you've just informed me that you were very tall. You will tower over Derek Neal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easier to punch him in the face. Just so, gotta punch down at him. <laughs> Shorty. I think I, I've, I've also met Derek Neal. I don't think I'm that much taller. I've also never like stood next to him. Like I've, 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 I've like passed him by and said hi. Like he, I don't. Like, I'm now. five. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go. go. No, you go. No, how tall are you? I'm five four, and he's not that much taller than me. Uh. <laughs> like I don't remember looking up and I'm saying, "Why oh, you're tall?" Oh, you're tall. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna punch him in the face. Um. <laughs> that was so threatening. And I know, that, I know that you have a, a leapfrog show coming up where you're going to yes. fight CC Boost. Yes, November 27th. Please go buy tickets if you are able to. That show will be wild. Um, I'm going to murder a dude, so if that gets your rocks off, like, come come watch me do it. And watch I assume... me in person. <laughs> I assume that you have shows in between those. So what other things do you have coming up? Uh, I don't think I any of my stuff has been announced yet, Ooh, so I don't shows. think I can I can stay. I can say w- keep watching, um, Wrestlers Lab Alchemy. I do have another match on there, and just just keep watching it because it's honestly like just very very good. Everyone pulled out their stops for that show. Um, yeah, just the only real thing I have coming up that's like been announced is like. Al- the alchemy shows like I'm, I'm on another episode um yeah i don't think anything else has been i've been announced on anything i'm i'm gonna be on another uh podcast Ooh. Um, let me just let me just double check before i start spewing random nonsense um I, I do not know what date it's coming out, but keep out uh, eye for that. I will be on another podcast where I'm talking about if you if you enjoyed me talking about non wrestling stuff this entire time, um, it's another podcast where I'm not going to be talking about wrestling stuff. So so come come listen to that when that comes out. Uh, yeah, like I I do have stuff coming up. I wish I could let everyone know, but I'm not. Like I have not been announced, and I don't want to be that guy who like immediately is just like, yeah. I don't even like doing that for like when I know I'm on a show and like a show gets announced, <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, this, <laughs> like it's it's like this show's gonna be on this date and like i'm not on the poster and like my match hasn't been announced like i always feel weird like i'll retweet it but i always feel weird like quote tweeting it just be like i wonder who's gonna show up 
Like I see that a lot. No, you just like, have to you just have to retweet it with like the eyes. Yeah, I always find that weird when it's just like <laughs> like do you, do you know it's gonna be there? And I'm like, I don't. Like <laughs> yeah, like there's like I, I have some exciting stuff come up. Keep your eyes out for all of it. Um thank you guys for supporting me, even though I have no idea what I'm doing. Um I just kind of exist in this space and you guys have all said, Hey, you're pretty cool in this space. And that means a lot to me. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your evening to talk with me about all kinds of random stuff. All all kinds of random stuff. And Um, some wrestling. And, uh, you know, a little bit of wrestling. A little bit of wrestling. Like, it's just a, a two and a half stuff. hour show, and we maybe spent a good half hour on my on wrestling. It's the best yes. type of podcast. I love it. <laughs> no, um, like, I've heard a lot where people don't want to talk about the same stuff they always talk about, and don't yeah. want to talk about wrestling all the time. So, no, like I, like I, I consume so much wrestling that like I love talking about other stuff. Like, like I've. Like I like I spend my lunch breaks at work watching wrestling. Like I like I catch up with everything that's going on on IWTV and everything. Like, it's just so nice just to talk about other things than me sitting down and being like, "Did you guys see the Alex Shelley Wheeler Yuta match?" It's like, yes, we all saw. It. Like, <laughs> no, like, I yes, never watched like, 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 like dumb himbo Max has no. <laughs> further insight into how amazing that match was that everyone on the internet hasn't already said like i love talking about other stuff well i'm glad that you would hang out with me and talk about other stuff oh you're welcome like like i appreciate that like i appreciate anybody that takes the time and wants to like hang out and do this with me like just because it's fun for me i guess so i hope that i make it fun for other people too you too absolutely But um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. This has been The Stack. I'm Val Pancakes, as always. And this has been, like, super ultra next-level handsome Max Zero. That's me. Ultra handsome. Ultra handsome. I'm going to make that a shirt. Fantastic wrestler. Ultra handsome. Do it. I'm going to make that a shirt. It's going to be, like, the ultra-violent shirts. But it's just going to say ultra handsome. I would buy that shirt. Uh, Some people need to buy. Buy my shirts. That's another thing. Whatamaneuver.com slash handsome max zero buy my shirts. So yeah, I was just getting to that. Um <laughs> I have I have two shirts and a third one on the way. So um other than your what a maneuver site, where else can people find you? I know that you have Twitter. Um I believe you have Instagram. I, I don't use Do you I have like use, TikTok or OnlyFans or anything I else? I should you use Instagram more and I should have an OnlyFans, but if I was truly living this gimmick, I should have. Thank you for posting my what a maneuver. Um, if if I was truly living this gimmick, I would have a I would have a OnlyFans, but sadly I don't. And I should be using my Instagram more, but I don't. <laughs> um, but you guys can follow me on Twitter. I know in the chat they've been plugging it. Um, it's at Handsome Max Zero on Twitter and on Instagram as well. I believe it's also Handsome Max Zero. 